I realize that being with my family is more important than being cool. Dad, what you just said was powerfully uncool. You know what this song says? It's hip to be square. That song is so lame. So lame that it's cool? No. Am I cool, kids? No. Good, I'm glad. And that's what makes me cool. Not caring, right? No. Well, how the hell do you be cool? I feel like we've tried everything here. Wait, Marge. Maybe if you're truly cool, you don't need to be told you're cool. I'm sure you do. How else would you know? Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review Homer Palooza. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. I'm a father. You are a father. Congratulations, Dando. Finally happened. Uh, several questions. Yes. Will there be less swearing on the show? No, there will not. Excellent. Will there be less swearing in the house? No, there will not. Excellent. <laughs> um, well, in, in light of the episode that we're reviewing, how long do you think until little Elliot doesn't think that you're cool anymore. Oh, so that's the thing I've been worrying because... I'm it's like, going to happen. Yeah, I know, because I'm a massive dork. And I've always had this vision of my child being a dork with me. Yeah. And I think he will for the for the earlier years, but yeah. then he'll get to, say, like Lisa's age, eight or ten. Yeah. And it won't be cool to watch The Simpsons anymore. Or whatever it might be, yeah. The, even even if he stays a dork, he'll be a dork in different ways. Yeah. And the, the things that you're dorky about, they're not going to be the things he wants to be dorky about. Like, I'm sorry, Dad. You're uncool. And be like, you're uncool. And he'll be like, I know I'm uncool, but I'm uncool in a cooler way than you are. It's like Nicola's cousin, she talks about shows when she was a kid, like 2003. And I'm like, oh, I feel so old. What? <laughs> I show her things from the 90s and just not having it. Yeah. Just not having it at all. And just, wow. and that, it's like when I was young, there's this really old show called Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it was like. But there's this, her youngest cousin, Zach, he's now six. And he's in the Power Rangers at the moment because he saw the Power Rangers movie. Mm. So I tried to show him the mighty... Well, well, hang on. Oh, the recent Power Rangers recent, movie. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Not the good one. No, well, it's actually not terrible. No, the, the, new one, the new one's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I thought, I thought it was a bit transforming at the end. It wasn't, a little bit. Yeah. Like the best way to watch that, I think, was the way I watched it, which is accidentally stumbling across it on a Sunday afternoon with okay. nothing better to do. I went to the movies Ch- and watched Channel it. surfing. Oh, yeah. Let's watch this. Yep, yep, yep. I showed him the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Ivan Ooze. No, not even that. Before that, pre. It was just Rita and Repulsor. Oh, just the TV the show. show. Yeah. Okay. Was, just wasn't interested. Didn't not like it. Just didn't care. Just uh, walked off. And I was like, oh my. Mate, it's infinitely better. Oh no. There's I, so much less angst. Is this, what, is this what I have to look forward to? Is this my child? Did is he going to be interested in did it? Did he not get fascinated and drawn into the weightlifting competition of Angel Heights? I know, right? Is it Angel Heights? Or Angel but, Grove? Angel, Angel Grove. Grove yeah. But Bulk and Skull? And yeah. their crazy antics? Yeah. Like a skinny Polly Shaw that... You know, like it's really, skinny, it's a really, that's a, skinny, that's a Paulie Shaw. No, it's not Paulie Shaw, oh, but, but it's, like, it's a yeah, really yeah. low bar when you're a wannabe Paulie Shaw. <laughs> not even Paulie. <laughs> I went back and watched it because oh, they're actually releasing the series on Blu ray soon. I will Paul, be buying it. I don't I will, know about it. I will be buying it. I watched it though. I didn't realize when I was a kid just how much is stock footage. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just every fight scene is cut with pretty much the same. It's just fl- backflip. Aging people in Power Ranger suits flying around. You go, mm. that's not. Bulky Jason yeah. or Bulky Tommy. Why is Jason suddenly a foot shorter? Yeah, exactly. And where does his ponytail go when he's inside the helmet? But uh, How does he tuck yeah. it in? <laughs> I must say, though. Where does Billy put his glasses? So I was... Yeah, what, maybe he's got built in into the... 
Helmet? I don't know. Uh, Alpha 5 would have sorted something out for him. You reckon it's a prescription helmet that Billy's wearing? <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't, but I watched the birth. Oh. That changed my life. In the life. room? Or like from behind so, the screen? So I'm, or so, so on I'm, video? I'm standing next to Nicola. I, I should warn everyone. Not warn, but I will... Um, what's, what's the opposite of warn? Reassure yeah. people... That this will not go into Barry Hall territory. Oh yeah, Jesus, that's not nothing. Over there. Nothing at all disrespectful about the Podbean be just takes us off the air um, immediately. <laughs> immediately, podcast Triple M's bosses yeah. actually come in. And go. Uh, I'm sorry, but we've made a decision on behalf of Australia. Google that. We won't tell you what happened. Just Google about that. Anyway, Anyone so in Australia knows. I was standing next to Nicola, holding a hand, and so I can sort of see if I'm looking. Just pretend you're me. I'm looking down, mm. sort of like a. Uh, so wait, on a See, south, the thing is, if I'm pretending east? that I'm you, I have to pretend that you're Nicola. Yeah, no, and no. the fact that you just got into the position yeah. <laughs> put me in a really awkward friend position. So <laughs> if, if you're, if I'm, I'm looking down mm-hmm. on an on a slight <laughs> angle, southeast. So, so the, the this part of his head. What's, what would you call that? The crown. The top, the top right. Is that the crown of his head? Anyway, so when it start, when he started coming out, right, mm-hmm. it just looked like was he face up or face down? Now this is going to sound silly. You've seen Gremlins, right? I have. You know when they're just the little hairballs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all it came was, it was just looked like a little hairball coming okay. out. I so was, he's face down, you're seeing a bit of hair at the back of the head. I, uh, that's what I thought, right? Oh. I thought, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's the back of his head. That's his head. Then it kept coming out, coming out, coming out. And then I saw an eye, then I saw an ear. It was just oh. this part of his head. I couldn't wrap my head around just how big his head was coming out. I was like, holy shit. And it was at that moment that I was just like, Life is no longer what I thought it I've was. I've given birth to a man. Yeah. Like, I, 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 well, you haven't given birth to anyone, but Nicola's given birth and to a man. man, do I have so much more respect for Nicola. Like, incredible. That, just seeing him come out. Just Nicola or women as a whole? Just women. Can I ask that? Anyone, any, the women who go through birth, it's just, it's an incredible experience. Like, mm. it's just, I, I words cannot explain the feelings and the emotions that go through you when you see him and you're holding him in, his, in your hands for the first time. What did you do in the... So, Nicola had a long labor. She had like... 40, a, nearly 40 hours. Nearly 40 hours. So, what are you doing at like hour 23? Helping her through the contractions and she just was struggling okay. really bad. Like, it was so, so, you're busy from start to finish of that not, 40 not, hours? Non-stop. So, no, it's just non-stop because she's having contractions probably every... At this point, at 23 hour much, she was having them probably every 7 to 10 minutes. She was having Jesus. Them. Yeah. And excruciating pain, excruciating pain to the point where she just had to get the epidural in the end mm. because it was just too much for her. We just, we decided because she didn't want to have the epidural, but it was just the sense of if this is how painful it is and it's not the actual birth, we need to consider you're exhausted. You haven't slept for 24 plus hours. Let's just go with the epidural. So that's what she did. And it was the wise choice because that's where they make it dead from the waist down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still feel something, but not actually painful. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, man, you can't describe it. You got weed on. I've been shit on. I've been vomited on. That's just from Nicola. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys have like you didn't film it or anything? Did you? No, no. no. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I've always felt. I mean, look, each to their own. But I feel like that's a moment that's just best left in the moment and just enjoy it. Yeah. As much. Remember yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Experience it. You don't yeah. want to be standing behind a video camera watching that second hand. If you want, if you want to be watching it. And no one wants to watch their own birth, do they? I wouldn't have thought. No. Be a weird thing to like. Who's you don't want to save it for the kid? Bring that out at the twenty first. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. If you would you want to watch your, yourself being born? God no. <laughs> I don't need to know that my mum has a vagina. No, no, no. One does. <laughs> These are things that just just are tucked away in the oh, deepest, darkest parts no, of no, your no. brain. Back in our day, the stork brought us, didn't he? This vagina thing is just a new concept. I'm assuming. I think I was a hand me down from the neighbours. <laughs> we weren't. 
My parents weren't rich enough to afford a stalk when I was young. So yeah. <laughs> they just the neighbours had leftovers one Christmas. But man, I have never felt so helpless because when he first came out, he was struggling to breathe. Mm. Because Nicola explained to you, he yeah, yep. went to the toilet in the womb and he swallowed a bit. And they're just shoving the hose down his throat. And you know they're doing it for his own good. Mm. But it's man, it's hard to watch. I just couldn't watch them doing Did it. Did you get any Simpsons references into it? Stand back. I'll deliver no, this baby. No, no, no. It no. was just you guys just do what you have to do. And yeah, okay. I was just, I was panicking. Yeah. There was one nurse. So nurses. Nurse ma- Ratchet. Majority of them, all of them but this one, were lovely ladies, mm-hmm. knew what to say. It's to, always one. To, to comfort you. But then there was this older one. And I said. and the, the It's do- always the older one too. Yes. Yes. So, so the, the doctor, she was a young doctor. She had the, the mask over his face and she's helping him breathe. Like oxygen. Yes, yeah. kind of thing. And this Or Batman. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got to set him on a path early. And this older woman, older nurse walks in and I said, oh, well, why is she doing this? And the older nurse just immediately goes, because he can't breathe by himself. So I immediately start stressing out. Thinking, right. And the doctor looks at her, looks at me and goes, he can breathe by himself. This is just helping him breathe to the point where we want him to. He's not, he's not breathing fully. Yeah, this okay. is just topping him up. He has lungs. Yes. This They're is, in there. This is just topping him up. And then the next morning, that doctor came in and apologized about that nurse. She goes... She's been working here for 30 plus years. She knew there was nothing wrong. She's very blunt. She yeah. just she doesn't get that you don't understand. That you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So besides that, everything was great. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. It is very, very exciting news. Oh, and his name, Elliot Jock Dando. I forgot, actually. That needs to be said. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Nine pound two, he was. Mm-hmm. And 50 centimeters long. Mm-hmm. Look at you, already boring people with all of the little bits that no one cares and about. And you're born at 1.27am on Friday the 13th. I was yeah. quite happy about that. Fascinating. Uh, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, providing you want to be killed in your sleep in like yeah. 15 years' time. We'll buy my hockey mask. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elliot, you want to see a bit of chainsaw or a hockey mask? <laughs> there we go, Simpsons reference. But yes, yeah, so that was my week. How about your week? Anything exciting happen? <laughs> oh, well, what am I going to say in comparison to that? Yeah. Um... Uh, I, well, actually, no. Well, no, nothing <laughs> at all. Like, you'd posted a thing about how you don't care about petty stuff anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. All I have is petty stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know if this is anything <laughs> that's worth talking about or not. We did have a catch-up with a few a few of the patrons. Um, yes, we did. That was yeah. that was not long before Nicola ended up going before. into labour. It was uh, Georgia, Nicole, and her husband. Luke. Luke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Who? Who's not on Facebook, so his name is not as immediately at the front of my head. Turns out helped Nicola when she when she had the surgery. Yeah, turns out Luke's a doctor and um and helped Nicola with X rays and stuff. Yeah, ultrasounds or whatever. Yes. (laughs) So that was really cool. But there was a moment there where you know when you want to rant about something stupid, and then someone points out the truth of the of the situation, and you're like, oh, that's a really obvious point. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So. Georgia has an allergy to egg yolks. So she ordered the big breakfast, but said instead of eggs, like, you know, poached eggs, can mm. I please just have egg whites, fry them, scramble them? I don't really care. I just only want egg whites. And the kitchen wouldn't do that. Why? Well, this is the thing. So the waiters come back. The waiter who looks like retired Western Bulldog star Adam Cooney. Now or during his peak? Oh, no, during his peak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a little bit effeminate. And so he he was fantastic. He came back. He's like, oh, you won't believe this. Just <laughs> just I spoke to the kitchen. They won't do it, which I think is fucking ridiculous. So I'm gonna give you whatever you want for free. Okay. Do you want some hash browns? Have some hash browns. And then uh, what else do you want? Maybe um, I don't know. You can have some extra bacon. And it just sort of is like fuck it. I'm just gonna yeah, have yeah. it because I'm really mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she got some extra food, which was sweet. 
and I was sitting there going, well, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it takes two seconds to crack an egg. Yeah. Like, and you know, you do just the scoop, you, scoop. Yeah, you from yeah. one eggshell to the other. You pop it in the pan. How hard could it possibly be? You even just and use one it was, of the devices if you have to. Yeah, uh, I was really getting my back up about this. I was like, <laughs> I actually said, I was like, I'll go in there and cook it for him. Like, if they can't do it, like if you have employed <laughs> Stand people back. that are incapable of cracking an egg, I'm more than happy to come and take over the egg duties. And then Luke went. It's probably because they can't guarantee that there wouldn't have been a bit of egg yolk remnant. And if she gets sick from it after ordering no egg yolk, that'd be liable. And I went, that is an excellent point that I had not considered. And now I feel very embarrassed about the last two minutes. Were you mid-rand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to slowly back away from my own opinions and pretend that I never had them. There was something else that I was going to do a similar thing, but he cut me off just before I went into the rant. And I was like, I'm glad you did that. (laughs) I can't remember what it was about, though. (laughs) He's a wise man. Yeah, he's very, very wise. There's a reason that... uh, Not Georgia, who's... Georgia and Nicole. Nicole. There's a reason Nicole's going to marry him. Has married him. Or has married him. I thought they were engaged. Oh, no, engaged. engaged I said husband before. I've just put them together. Were they engaged or married? No, I'm pretty sure they're married. They're pretty loved up. I think they're married. Yeah. They seem like a married Definitely couple. married. They seem like they're definitely, married. Definitely <laughs> married. 100% married. So, look, I'm catching up with them again this weekend, actually. Yeah. So, I will find out more and I will apologise for how little I remembered. <laughs> we need to get into Homopalooza. We do. Very, very fun episode. I think it's one of those ones where they get a lot of celebrities in, mm-hmm. but they do a good job of making them as part of the story, not the story. Yeah, like they need to be there to help flesh out the setting. Yeah, Otherwise, make it legitimate. It really felt like a... A music festival because yeah. they had real bands there. Exactly. And I mean, A, that makes it easier because otherwise you've got to invent three or four different bands and then invent the songs and that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Whereas by getting the guest star in, Cypress Hill just get to do a bit of a Cypress Hill song. Smashing Pumpkins get to do a bit of a Smashing Pumpkins song. Pete Frampton just gets to complain about his watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's easy stuff to be able to chuck in and go, all right, so this block here, they'll perform that. This block here, they'll perform that. And then we will build the thing around it. It also kind of felt enough like, I mean, they were believable that it was believable that those bands would all be on tour together. I, I, I feel I, like, I, like, as in not not a tour together, but in a music festival tour. That's what I originally had. It's a bit of a mishmash, but that makes sense. That's what festivals were. Yeah, exactly. Oh, d- depends. Some festivals are just metal. Oh, I mean, if it's Byron Bay Blues Fest yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be a little bit disappointed if yeah. you walked in and got Billy Corkin. Yeah. But yeah, if it's. Coachella or something like that. There's a, I a wide a similar variety. vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. It also, but with those bands, it didn't strike me as I wrote it just so I could get the Smashing Pumpkins in. No, like I feel like there would have been a portion of this which was band A, band B, band C as they were writing the script, and then it was filling the blanks as to who signed on to do it. Did you Did you see who originally turned it down? Courtney Love. Courtney Love was going to be, and that's who they replaced with Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Because the joke was going to be Courtney Love. Homer Homer Grateful Grateful That's right. Yeah, yeah yeah But also uh, uh, Bob Dylan Neil Young and Pearl Jam Also turned down roles That's interesting Bob Dylan was going to be The Peter Frampton Yeah right um, Which would have been Really cool to have I think Because as a kid And even I now I don't Dylan know sounds like to speak But I don't know who I've Peter, only ever heard him sing I don't know who Peter Frampton is That might make me sound Out of touch No but, I don't and Back either. then I didn't And still I don't really know Who he is British if, was in bands, had a solo career towards the end. Apparently, he was great and to I, work with. I only know that because I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, he was great to work with. But Bob Dylan is someone who everyone will always recognise. Right, Bob Dylan would be an iconic thing if he yeah. if he'd done The Simpsons. It would be like that time that Bob Dylan did The Simpsons. Whether you can get be... Bob Dylan to do what Peter Frampton did in this episode though, and take the piss out of himself to the point like he did. Yeah, he was the butt possibly. of all the jokes. He was. You'd probably write 
Actually, it'd be even funnier if it was Bob 100%. Dylan. 100%. Would yeah, he do it, like, though? That's the thing. If it was thing. Bob Dylan, icon Bob Dylan, and he was still just the laughing stock on yeah. Dylan, that would be really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. But, you know, The Simpsons moved on. Like Rolling Stone. I think having Sonic Youth and Smashing Pumpkins fit the episode better anyway, because they were the young alternative bands at the time. Yeah. Definitely true. And they're the kid. They're the bands that Bart and Lisa obviously identify with yeah. and and they represent that changing of the guard musically. Bit bit funny bit of a fun fact here. So in the background, I think it's when Homer's being called a narc. Mm-hmm. Eric Stefani, Gwen Stefani's brother who was originally in No Doubt. Yep. He left a- the- Eric was in No Doubt as well? Or Eric was part of No Doubt. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was the keyboardist, I think, and one of the songwriters. Okay. He uh he left the band to become an animator on The Simpsons. Now No Doubt weren't quite at their peak yet. They hadn't quite broken through mm-hmm. the stratosphere like they did eventually. So he and You know how it's hard it's hard when you're talking about no doubt because some sentences like that make it sound like you're just adding emphasis. Yeah. So no doubt they weren't at their uh, <laughs> top. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just gospel knowledge of yeah. no doubt's career trajectory that yeah. everyone should know. They well, he animated them into the background. They're just background mm. characters, Gwen Stefani's there and whatnot. Well, no doubt they appreciate exactly, it. Exactly, 100%. Now, at that point, they weren't as popular, like I said before. No doubt. By the time this episode came out, they were actually more popular than Smashing Pumpkins. So it's just sort of the, the theme of the episode is how it changes. Mm. When this episode was being made, they weren't the it thing. By the time it aired, they were. They but were. But they were just background yeah. characters. Well, there's another joke that goes the opposite way that I'll come to in a second. Okay. Because right now, I'm just thinking about how great it would have been if no doubt split up and then reformed as most definitely. <laughs> Maybe. That should be the cover band. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, supported by. Yes. <laughs> um, the joke about Apple computers. Oh, how great is it? Yeah, like obviously in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, Apple was dying a pretty... Well, they were virtually a dead brand. This was when, made in 95. Yeah, when it comes to computer, Microsoft did an absolute... Microsoft 95 was fucking massive. What was Intel? Was that a different one? It, well, Intel were just... Their own thing? They weren't an operating system they as weren't. such. So it was like Apple, Microsoft, Intel made computers, I think, but they still ran Microsoft software, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how I'm it works. Sure. It certainly is now. Like yeah. Intel does processing more than anything. Anyway, um, the joke, yeah, where he says Apple computers, what computers makes the kid who's supposedly cool and with it when you're watching it now looks just so far out of touch with reality. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. you know, this was several years before the, the relaunched iMac had won the world over with its Jeff Goldblum video. Oh, that's right. What's Jeff Goldblum, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do you Why remember- do you think the greatest gift yeah. of the holiday... So I only... It's funny. I can only do that ad as drunk Jeff Goldblum, okay. not as Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> have you ever... Have you watched that on YouTube? No, I haven't. They take Jeff Goldblum, they slow him down to 50% speed, and it just seems like he's a drunk uncle at a party. Really? You know? Yeah. So, like, the original ad is, what do you think the greatest gift of the holidays is? Internet? I'd say internet. And then goes on. So... Slowed down is. What do you think the greatest gift of the holidays is? Internet. I'd say internet. Yes, you see they've got these computers now. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's fucking amazing. Do you remember the day when your school got the Apple computers, the coloured ones, where you could see inside and shit? Uh oh that no, was... I never did. Oh okay. I had the old grey boxy ones. Oh okay, yeah. Our school. We had a coloured logo on yes, the computer. Okay, that yeah. was exciting. Yeah, it was, it was. That saved Apple. I suppose the iPod saved Apple, really. But those computers were pretty groundbreaking. Being able to see inside of them. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, purely as a design point of view, they looked different. They looked cool. It was a great relaunch of a product. 100%. This is now the tech podcast. (laughs) So what else did you like about Homo Palooza? 
um, I really enjoyed the fact that Homer's dilemma yep. of wanting to get back in touch with his kids felt, even as a non-parent, just felt very relatable. That as you get older, you lose touch with the next generation. So, the whole thing of going on tour, getting smashed in the gut with a cannonball is a little bit ridiculous, but the motivation behind it was very realistic. That was, for me, something that just helped kind of ground all the comedy. It wasn't just, like, zany, wacky antics. There was a kind of genuine emotion behind it all. And at the very end, when he has finally won his kids over and he has yeah. to make that decision between risking humiliating himself and, in turn, losing them with death. Now, like, obviously, that's a pretty straightforward decision to make. You don't want to die. But it does give him some genuine cause to think, well, maybe I won't die. And yeah. maybe I should try this just so I can win them over this one last time. Yeah. It's and, almost like a midlife crisis story. Oh, massively. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because when we first watched this, you and I and other people our age, we would have related to Bart and Lisa. We yes. never relate to Homer. Yeah, that's very true. And then we watch this in another 10, 15 years, we'll relate to Grandpa. Uh, yeah, in many ways, I already am I already, to Grandpa. I already am Grandpa yeah. as well, yeah. I get so mad at work about R&B Fridays when it gets played. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'll, I'll be sitting there going, it's not R&B. No. This, this is Hip Hop Fridays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they are not playing R&B. Where's Aretha Franklin? <laughs> it's funny because most of the people I work with are all, say, 23, 24. And they're talking about all these bands. I have never, ever heard of them. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're like the headliners now for the, for the festivals. I'm thinking, I am now Grandpa and Homer. Mm. I just have no idea what's going on in the music scene anymore. And when you go on Gold FM, we put, Gold FM comes on the radio and they're playing Time of Your Life by... Uh, what's that fucking band called? Great, uh, Green Day. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the fucking band name. I thought you meant from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just they're playing songs like Matchbox Twenty from two thousand and two, and I'm like, mm. I must be old. Three AM is the golden oldies now. Oh yeah, that does upset me. Uh, that gold was always slow. Yeah, music it was White Wing Dove yeah. and Fairground and Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel, and then. I, I'm pretty sure I heard a Pearl Jam song on there, like, not too long ago. They played No Doubt on there the other day. I was like, yeah. really? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's too upbeat. They what play- are people going to do? Like, and this really sad thought that I had after that, though, I was like, well, if the Oldies Network is playing that, then where do the people that like Stevie Nicks go? Well, I still play Stevie Nicks. Not as much. They, 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 not as much, but they, they go back to, I would say, 60s. They still play Beatles songs, mm. but anyone who likes albums... But even Triple M will play a Beatles song occasionally. Beatles have kept their cool. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's mostly 70s onwards, mm. but yeah, anyone who likes 50s, 60s, you're done. Yeah. Well, Pat Boone, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find him on the radio anymore. Who's the LaBumba guy? When was the last time LaBumba got played on that the radio? All, yeah, I've never heard that on the radio for a long time. Oh, well. It changes me. You still know people at K Rock. Get on the get on the blower. <laughs> the fifties day. <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite moment from the episode? For me, it was Grandpa's it rant. It's just so mm. relatable. It's so true. Yeah, it is, and it does definitely happen. Like even in things where, and I don't care that I don't know the newest music or anything along no, those no. lines. There's enough that I keep in touch with that I feel like I've still got one foot in the youth camp. Like I know. I'm up to date with most TV shows. Even if I'm not watching them, I'm aware broadly of what's happening. I'm up to date with movies and all that sort of stuff. But even some elements of technology, like when the iPad is a great example. The iPad came out and I looked and went, "Mm, not for me. I don't see how I'm ever going to need that in my life. 
And then some years go by and there's iPad after iPad after iPad after iPad and there's all these different generations and, and iterations of it. Now, when an older person turns to me with a problem with that iPad, normally I'm your go-to guy. Yeah. Like, you got a problem with tech, come see me. I'm young, I know about technology. Yeah. They put an iPad in front of me and I have to go, I have no idea, sorry. Yeah. Find a young person. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's funny, when you're a kid, and it's Barton Lisa like this in the episode, you think you know what's cool at the time. And no matter what your parents say or do, you can never believe that they know what's cool anymore. Hmm. Or that they ever did. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But you, you sort of, as you get older, you realise, huh, I am now what my parents were. Hmm. And now Elliot will be telling me, Dad, you're not cool. Yeah, put the wedding photos away. Yes, exactly. What were you wearing? White with blue slacks. Oh my God. What, what were you guys talking <laughs> what into? What were you thinking? Microphones? What's a microphone? Yeah, that's true. TV shows. Yes. Television. It's television. <laughs> Oh, you mean that stuff that we watch, like, long YouTube? Yes. <laughs> um, actually, YouTube will probably be dead by then. My favourite episode, uh, my favourite episode, my favourite moment of the episode is the strobe sequence. The animation on that oh, is just fucking hilarious. And uh, we we'll have to look it up. The Frankenstein by, which is the song playing, the strobe oh, lighting. the song. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Uh, do I have it? Yeah, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. Yeah, okay. Great song. Wasn't so much the song that it did it no, for no. me, but it was just so well done. Uh, that was that van slightly based off Dazed and Confused, which means yes. the guy that was installing it would have been slightly based off Matthew McConaughey. I'm had that gag been done now, they definitely would have gone to more effort to do a Matthew McConaughey voice impression. Feel yeah, and his shirt would have been off. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done that as much no, lately. No. So the shirt off thing is kind of old hat to talk about with Matthew McConaughey, but you can still get by with that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I did it's love like, the it's like name. He, it's his wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I did love... It, it is great, actually, when you have um, certain celebrities, you don't even need to be able to do the voice very well. Yeah. As long as you just know, all right, all right, all yeah. right, or wow, yeah. or um, what's the other one? Or the the dumbest one ever, which is just saying his own name. My name is Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> You don't Matt need, Damon. You no, don't not need actually to Matt do Damon it well. <laughs> anyway, um, the name of that wagon was fantastic as well. The, yes. The second base wagon. Yeah, second uh, base mobile that is or whatever. A, second base mobile. That is a fantastic play on words. Yep, yep, yep. I was going to say something as you were mentioning that moment though. Who was Homer talking to? He starts off by walking down the street and then he's almost telling a story. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Sometimes you've just got to get your thoughts out yeah. in the open. Yeah. <laughs> He just goes, and then back in high school, I was like this. Are you telling yourself that? Anyway, new name for the episode. What did you come up with this week? Uh, lazily, I'm going with Smashing Simpson. It works. It was smashed. I know it works, but it was like the very first thing yeah, that yeah. came to my head. Normally, I try to put in more than a second's effort. Trivia. I'll kick things off. Who does Otto nearly run over before the bus gets smashed? That's my first question, okay. unfortunately. Jasper. Jasper, that is correct. Uh, what is the name of the radio station that Homer puts on in the car? Oh, don't know. Fossil FM. Fossil FM. What did the store, the CD store called Suicide Squad, what did mm. it used to be called? Uh, Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. What was the name of the girl that teased Homer in high school? Mm, don't know. Sandra. Sandra. When did rock attain perfection? 1975. Four, nearly. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> uh, all right, because you doubled up on a question, I'll try to think of one okay. off the top of my head. How many members were there of the orchestra? Five. All right, then. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. What? I'm accepting it yes. without looking up the answer. <laughs> what 
does it take to create a second base mobile? What three elements? Ah, uh, so strobe strobe light was one yep. of them. Subwoofer would have been another. Quadraphonic sound. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And what ooh. are you sleeping on? What am I sleeping on? Acid. <laughs> a waterbed. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sleeping, not tripping. Yes. Waterbed. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Of course. What do entrants get for free with their Hullabaloosa admission? It says on the sign. Get this with every admission. Mm. Reggae hat. Free nose piercing. Okay. And finally, where did Peter Frampton get the grand finale pig balloon? Oh. He says, oh, I got that from... Hmm. Elton John. Pink Floyd's yard sale. Ah, okay. There were four members of the orchestra. Four, okay. That is a great moment as well. Yes. Uh, Someone ordered the London Symphony Orchestra, (laughs) possibly while high. (laughs) Cypress Hill, I'm looking in your direction. (laughs) I love the... Do we get one of our new individual... (laughs) You guys know Insane in the Brain? Yes. (laughs) So great. Alrighty, so let's get into the full review. The original air date was May 19th, 1996. No chalkboard gag. And the couch gag was the family enters the room. It's the black light one with the cool sound effect. Yeah, like they're kind of green. It's a little bit of a horror vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So how does the episode kick off, Mitch? Kicks off with a dream sequence from Otto yeah. that you pretty instantly know is going to be a dream sequence because you just it's so far removed from reality that Otto could be winning a safety award. Yeah, I guess. So straight up you're like, something's up here. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a punchline soon. I love how they just get straight into the story. There's a reason that Homer's yeah. to be taking the kids to school and this is it. Yeah. Which is a bit of a break from the way they would normally do it, with yeah. like a, a whole, sometimes a whole first act before you actually get into what mm. the storyline is. This is a sort of episode that because it's a, a, it's almost like a road movie and because it goes in so many different physical locations that had they started a whole subplot for you know Why three or four minutes, it would have felt a bit too disjointed. Yeah. Like it would be like one to the other to the other to the other, whereas this just helps keep a nice streamlined story from start to finish. It really needed to get straight to the festival. Mm. But I guess they spend the whole first act getting there. They don't know. The first act to establish it's, Homer being out of touch. Yeah, so it's not so much the festival itself. It's just that had they thrown in one ex- one thing more, it would have been one thing too many. Yeah, because there's no subplot for this episode, is there? No. No. I do love the visual of this bus smashing with the kids running off one by one. Yeah. And Otto throws himself in front of Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the uh, the bus comes out in a rather bus-shaped cube. Yes. Yeah, it's very yes. neatly crushed. Yes. Marjan reads out the letter uh, as to why mm-hmm. the kids are now going to be the unscheduled. The unscheduled, was it? Um, field trip? Field trip. <laughs> to the wrecking yard. And because she's read it out, they're now no longer liable. Mm-hmm. Is that legally binding? We should ask Georgia. Uh, yes, Georgia, lawyer, write in. If I say something out loud, does that mean I'm no longer allowed to sue? Yes. It's going to become a bit now on the show. Let's ask mm. Georgia. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> on the subject of suing, uh, shout out to the Mandalay Bay Hotel who have decided to sue the victims of the Las oh, Vegas shooting yeah. to avoid liability. You win dick of the week. If yeah. not year. If not fucking forever. How does, I just don't understand how you could even comprehend that you would you, sh- you should do that. I don't know either. That, that is, <laughs> Let's not get into it. Uh, no, but yeah. I just need to vent that that is... I, like, sometimes you read a story and you're just like, oh, that is the worst in humanity on display. There was a musician, I'm not sure who it was, it would have been about a month ago, made a joke on stage about the Las Vegas shootings whilst performing in Las Vegas. Yeah, not great. No, not the wisest choice. No. Anyway. And it was someone quite renowned as well. It was quite a popular musician. Tex Perkins. So, Marjorie Lett, as we said, Homer hey, offers... Georgia, am I legally allowed to say no, Tex Perkins? You're not. <laughs> I don't think I am. It was not Tex Perkins. Did you see the email we got from Chris Pratt's people? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Your face looks like, this could be legit. 
<laughs> Homer offers to be the carpool driver. And the kids aren't quite sure about it because they know. But Homer's never really seemed uncool until this episode. No, it's but it's purely he's a dad. He's their father, I yeah. guess. Yeah. That time you wore pink to work. <laughs> First thing, how about those rainbow suspenders? Yeah, and, pretty cool way to keep your pants up. As the kids going, Dad, Dad, please stop talking, Dad. Yeah. Please stop talking. <laughs> Can you remember that moment where your parents have picked you up and they're driving you to, I don't know, a birthday party or something? Yeah. And they and they start talking and you go, oh God, why did you start talking? Not so much, but one thing that I will say about my dad when I was growing up, even now, frankly, as soon as my dad descri- decides to describe something as being cool, it is instantly not. Okay. And <laughs> it wouldn't matter what it would be. There was but a time... He called our podcast cool. No, I didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, he called my. He called our podcast a complete waste of time. Ah. <laughs> is, he described listening to our podcast as being a, a up at dawn, pride swallowing siege <laughs> that he would ever fully tell us about. Uh, no, he. It could be anything. He really thought that I should get a Suzuki Vitara for my first. Is that? Is it that? Are they the roof? Are they the canopy? I don't know. Roof? Doesn't anyway. sound very great though. No, but it was just that. Come on, I reckon it'd be cool. And even if there was an element of me that previously was thinking, yeah, I'd be like, no. And it, it doesn't help that he sort of says cool the way old people say pule. Oh, really? It's that cool. Like, oh. it really hits the double O's. Why does he say it like that? Uh, some people just do. Cool. Broken inside. Like, like cool, cool. Not, not with an E, more just like, instead of cool, it's cool. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> No. <laughs> Incorrect. Not. The correct answer. <laughs> this is why I won't have a kid. If I don't have a kid, I can't become uncool. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. when I, It was like 2am. I'm holding Elliot. And I'm thinking, Mitch is not going to want to do this ever. <laughs> I cannot with Elliot or with I, anybody. No, I cannot see Mitch ever committing to this. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of don't work. Don't get me wrong. I like babies. It's not like I'm one of those, oh, babies are awful. Babies are great. But I don't know that I'm a 24-7 baby guy. And it just and you have to that. be. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm very aware of the workload involved. And it frightens the fuck out of me. You know when you're sitting on the computer and you just lose three hours? Because you're just watching YouTube videos or whatever? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's just me now trying to settle the baby and cleaning shitty nappies. nappies yeah. And then cleaning the shit off my hands because he shit again whilst I was trying to change a nappy. That's my life. <laughs> you did sanitize these microphones, I did, you? yes. <laughs> But man, I could tell you some stories already. I've been home one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that you've got so much memorabilia on the walls because you won't get it on the paint. Yes. <laughs> you can just <laughs> peel them off, <laughs> throw it in the bin. Uh, getting back to the episode. So, oh, we got one of the greatest moments of all time. I see these kids now with jive printed on their shirts. <laughs> now I can teach you how you're supposed to say jive. Dad, please just drive the car, Dad. I'm watching the road, sweetie. You jive, turkey. See, you got to sass it. Quit jiving me, turkey. You got to sass it. A turkey is a bad person. Homer puts Grand Funk Railroad on. Now, has this ever happened to you where your, your parents put on older music? Ah, oh, look, when I was young, I like, you know, you listen you, to whatever you like dad, what they do. Yeah, yeah, so like dad listened to Bon Jovi and Brian Adams, so I grew up spending most of my teenage years liking Bon Jovi and Brian Adams. So no, I... I'd never had that moment of like, oh, your music is terrible. Maybe in retrospect, but by the time I looked back on it, it was also partly my music because I grew up listening to it. So, yeah, no, I'd never really... I was not advanced enough musically as a kid to really be aware of what was even out there or what was, you know, 
quote unquote cool. Yeah. Well, how's Millhouse here having the balls to or the guts to ask Homer to change it? I would never have the guts to ask my friend's parent change the radio. I don't like what you're listening to. No. Even if I even if the my audacity friend, of him. Yeah. Even if I was driving my friend changed the station in his own dad's car, yeah. I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> exactly right. Homer's just disgusted that they don't know who Grand Funk Railroad are. It's a recurring gag. He loves Grand mm. Funk Railroad. Yeah. <laughs> so he, tra- he drops the kids off at school. They all race out. Mm-hmm. And the next day, he's still embarrassing them. And, but he pretty much just yells at him. And you really feel sorry for Homer here. Because he's done nothing wrong. No, except excruciatingly embarrass his kids. But he doesn't, he doesn't realise it. Yeah. That's why you feel sorry for him. And yeah, I feel like one day, I'm going to do that and not oh, realise I'm doing it. Yeah, 100%. It's fine to do it and know you're doing it. Yeah. That's fun. When you're taking like, the piss. Oh, <laughs> back on the dinner. We had a very in-depth conversation about whether or not you can or can't Dak a child And that was My most favourite Sunday morning conversation That I've ever had In a public place <laughs> You knew you were wrong But you were just Poking the bear or No I, I wasn't there at this point I was genuinely fascinated About where a line Gets crossed Like If a 10 year old Dak's a 10 year old Is that okay If a 14 year old Dak's a 10 year old Is that okay If a 14 year old Dak's a 14 year old Is that okay Like at what point Do you go from This is childless char- Like charmless This is harmless Horseplay Into this is now almost a sexual offence. I think it's always a sexual offence, is it not? Uh, no, it depends on the age of the kid. And they need to be able to, again, Georgia, they need to be able to prove that the child doing it had an awareness, particularly if it is a young kid doing it to another kid. They need to be aware of the fact that they would, that there was a sexual connotation to it. Oh, my. So you've got to kind of, in a way, prove intent. And there isn't a sexual connotation to it. It's dacking. It's a harmless pantsing. You should dack me in public. I'll take you to Judge Judy and see how she resolves the situation. Go to Judge Kyle Sanderlands. Apparently, he's oh. getting a TV show. I was going to talk about that at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'd rather not. Oh. I don't want to sully it. <laughs> this is your. This is a triumphant. You've had a baby. Yeah. Let's not bring the baby into a world that acknowledges the existence of Kyle oh, Sanderlands. Mate, not good at all, is it? Did you know it's being called? Uh, I suggested to Kyle a mockingbird. It's called Trial by Kyle. Oh, that's way more obvious. <laughs> Rather Kyle on trial. Every episode. Numerous times. Every episode ends with him getting a life sentence. Homer goes to the record store, which just don't exist anymore. Which, like, this episode reminded me of that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got JB Hi Fi as the closest thing, but no. Dedicated. You'd get a few in Melbourne. There, there is, be, there there is actually, there is one in Mallop Street in Geelong. There's a um, dude who just sells... Al- oh, uh, oh, the Little Mallop Street. Yeah, 90, yeah, 90% of his sales are vinyls. Yeah. So they're kind of making like a kind of subculture comeback, but mm. not in the way that they used to be. Not like leading edge. Even Sanity mostly sells DVDs these days. It's more of your hipsters just looking for vinyl, though, as opposed yeah. to mainstream. People want to yeah. go... Vinyl's making a comeback, though. It is. It's a good gift. Like a uh, mate of mine who's massively into music, I bought it Arctic Monkeys AM... I've got that. Uh, is it AMFM or is it just AM? Just AM. Just AM. For yeah. Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, I got that album on vinyl for him. Good record? Because mm. I'm a good guy. Yes. <laughs> I don't always commit crimes. I paid for that one but in full. It, but it just reminded me, just it's a, one of those nice can't memories. download vinyl. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't going to the video store, I was going to the music store. Just seeing what... Cause remember they used to have the singles along the wall when singles were $10 each for one track or then the... The, the instrumental version, and then you put it into your computer and you get the film clip on this little fucking small little screen. But back in the day, they had the top 20 songs on the wall, and then they incorporated DVDs because CD styles were dropping a bit. And then JB Hi-Fi came into town, and that was just the end of Sanity. That is absolutely true. Like, they exist in small pockets these yeah. days, but they used to be big. Uh, a friend of mine, on the subject of music, I just got sent this okay. message, apropos of nothing. Listening to Music Max's 25 Aussie hits that rocked and straight up was torn by Natalie Imbruglia. I was digging it. 
Follow the the follow up to that was Riptide by Old Mate, and now I'm watching another channel. Is Riptide anyone's favourite song? Because that piece of shit can rot in hell with "Rip It Up" by Twenty Eight Days. The Vance Joy song. Yeah, that's a catchy tune. That's a catchy pop song. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I which is why I like the disproportionate level of rage. I would be happy if I wrote that song because he would be making a lot out of royalties. Yes. In that regard, he's done very well for himself. However, I did see him sing it live on the footy show once, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't... Regardless of your feelings for Riptide, it's not... If you're doing 25 Aussie songs that rocked, the first 23 are ACDC. Yes. <laughs> and then, no, everything, and then there's no Powderfinger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would be the, the one Powderfinger song? My Happiness? Uh, on My Mind, I think. Oh, if you wanted it's the, not my kind of scene. Nah, that doesn't rock. Like, on my mind is their heaviest rock song, I think. That's pretty really yeah. grabs you from the beginning, and you got that. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. that's that one, isn't and it? And then yeah. he just screams at you. They were an alright band, Padavinga. A great band. Yeah, let's get back We've to been talking for like yes. three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer's at the record store, and they plant the scene here. So he asks what Hull Bluezer is. Hi there. It's been a while since I set foot in Good Vibrations music. Where can I find the latest releases by Bread? Oldies. Oldies. But you've got all the top bands in here. Sticks? I just heard them on the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Now, here are some of your no-name bands. Sonic Youth, Nine Inch Nails, Hullabalooza. Hullabalooza is a music festival. The greatest music festival of all time. There can only be one truly great music festival a lifetime, and it's the Us Festival. The what festival? The Us Festival. It was sponsored by that guy from Apple Computers? What computers? <sighs> then Homer's walking through the street talking to himself and we get the, the montage that you really liked, the flashback. It is a fantastic flashback, all the different things that happened to him. I love they're singing the Bee Gees. No, no, they're not singing the Bee Gees. They're singing You Make Me Feel Like Dancing, aren't they? You make me feel... Yeah. Which is Leo Sayer. Yes. Correct. Yeah. It just seems like the Bee Gees because they're singing a high-pitched voice. Yeah. Although Leo Sayer also sings it. Is yeah. It is Leo Sayer, 110%. I think it just, yeah... I'd probably they, they, always they, thought of that as being a BJ song. They sing "Should Be Dancing," "Should Be Should, Dancing," yeah, yeah, which doesn't sound as much like a BJ song, ironically. What a head of hair on Leo Sayer. Oh, Afro, yeah, yeah. Looks like Bob Ross. Oh, yeah, the artist guy. Yeah, yeah. Looks just like him. Leo Sayer plays three times a year at the Sphinx to stand the road here. Does he really? He really does. I want to go there. I want to go there one night just to hear that one song live. Oh, it's changed. Changed my perception on North Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Braithwaite and Leo Sayer did a double header not long ago. That's great. I know, right? Braithwaite and Sayer at North at the Sphinx, and then Manpower every second yes. week over <laughs> at the Gateway. It's all happening up at this side of the postcode. Over the three two one four and three two one five, you've got everything you need. So we've had the flashback, and we get Grandpa's rant. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with, isn't it? And what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. We mentioned how great that was earlier. <laughs> Homer's then telling Marge how pretty much he just wants to be cool again. He wants to reignite that. Because he, he never really got to be, never really got to live out his life, much like Marge. No. They got pregnant young. Well, yep. he didn't, but he got Marge pregnant young. And they've just been parents yeah. from an early age. He's never really got to be, what's well, not cool? What's the word? He's never got to, to party, I guess. Which um, is why he goes oh, to Mo's a lot. He had his time, but I guess he's felt there's an itch that wasn't fully scratched. Yeah. But I really think it's more, you hit the nail on the head before of midlife crisis. Yeah. It's more that he has had it, now he wants to try to recapture it. Because now, 
He can barely find half an hour a week to get funky. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> Mars suggests that if you're going to do that, make sure you include the kids. Mm-hmm. Picks them up. Which is the problem. The kids don't want to be included. Yeah, yeah. Although, then he does nail it by getting them Hullabaloozer tickets. Like, yeah. he actually picks the cool thing to take them to. How cool are the tickets? A little authenticity thing. Yeah, with advertising. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was a big part of this as well. How much advertisement, well, product placement was in the festival. Yeah. It drive past Mule House. Hey, wait! I'm okay today! My mom bought me deodorant! Now, Capital City's only 30 miles away, right? Yes. So why would the tour then take weeks to get to Springfield? Why did they t- Why didn't they just go to Springfield next? Bizarre. Uh, maybe Capital City is 30 miles east. And they, they hit it on way. the way south. They can't go back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we come back from commercial. They're in a bus that can't turn right. We get a very cool tweak on the music score as they walk or into the festival. Left, as it were. They arrive at Hullabalooza. Different things like the freak show and whatnot. The freak no, sh- right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still just working out the actual geographical reality of what I'd said. Yeah, yeah. I it, was right the first time. Walking through Hullabalooza. And it, like I said earlier, it really encaptures what it was like at a music festival. You don't seem like someone who would have been... No, I've never been to any. At all? Uh, no. Wow. Um, I've occasionally liked the idea of thinking... Yeah, I'll go to one of those once. Yep. And then invariably I read through the list of names and go, don't know them, don't know them, don't know them, don't That's know them. That's what it's like now, isn't it? Don't know them. That was like that was what it was like when I was 15. Oh, well. Okay. I yeah, I uh, don't like don't know them. Know them, don't like them. Uh then there'll be like two people and I'm like, "Oh, I like that band. I like that band. How much is the ticket? 190 bucks. I'll wait till they tour on their own." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, there aren't many music festivals left. No, uh, Falls, is Falls that still is, a thing? That's Falls is still one. Yep. Uh, there's one called Pyramid. Big Day Out doesn't seem to be happening anymore. No, they finished about yep, four or five done. years ago. Yeah. Uh, is Byron Bay still on? The not Blues the Blues Fest, Fest but the uh, Splendor. Splendor, Splendor of Grass yeah. is still happening. That's, is that, not, that's not Byron Bay. I think it was. It might have been at Byron once. I think it's always at the same place, but it could, be, it? could have been. I don't know. But anyway. I'm sure I had a mate who went to Byron Bay. <laughs> okay. The same one who got really upset about yeah. Music Max. Okay. I'm sure he went to Byron Bay to see Splendor, but I could be wrong. So they're walking through Hullabalooza and the freak show introduced Cypress Hill. I like there. there's a kid missing. If you don't claim him, he'll soon become property of Blockbuster Entertainment. Mm. Blockbuster are no longer around. Blockbuster Entertainment? Are they still around? What? what are, Blockbuster video stores, maybe not, but as a touring company, I, I feel like Blockbuster, as a management of artists, okay. they might still exist. You, you, know what's, you know what's sad? Geelong had two video stores left. We're and now down to one I as of last week. stole from one of them. We're now down to two as of last week. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the second last one closed down. Which one? The Leading Edge Video in Cario. Okay. Cario Village. Then, yeah, there's no long one in High Street, is there? No, the only one left is Manifold hmm. Video. The only one that's not a franchise, only locally owned. That's, I mean, keep fighting the good fight, man. Yeah. It's one of those things I'd almost like to record or film the movie guys there in an actual video store after hours. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. It just it would add to the atmosphere. <laughs> it, we, hello, this is uh, Mitch and Dano from Four Finger Discount. We'd like to record our podcast in your store. Will you be renting any? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We won't be getting anything. But uh, we'll sit there for a while. How cool that looked though, as a setting. Please, please, I'm down to my last five dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna break my thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's fine. The market's tough, but the point is, we just want. We need what you've got here. We need a backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> And you are going to give it to us. I think it would work. I think it'd be cool. We should ask them. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Homer then goes and buys a Rastafarian hat. And this does not go down well at all, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, for the many reasons that it shouldn't. Yes. Homer doesn't get it, though. No. I do like when he... Um, I like that the other guy... Hey, this Jamaican guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fat white Jamaican guy. 
when he buys it. Dude, karma. What? Karma. Karma. Oh, I get it. It's the strut, though. How great is it? The strut is pretty good. Yes. The, um, I like that they managed to replicate a fisheye lens. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It's just a, a, yeah, it was a real neat bit of animation. I think a good way to describe that walk is funky. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works well. <laughs> He's just so happy with himself. The kids smell weed, but it doesn't, to them, it doesn't smell like weed. What does it smell like? Uh, Otto's jacket. Otto's yeah, jacket. That, was, that was a good uh, little sort of subtle joke. That, yeah. You know, it's enough that adults are going, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, when you're a kid, I just assumed it meant poor people go to music festivals. Yeah, sweaty, stinky people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, to the people in the crowd, how they just, they really did a good job of, I don't know, portraying angsty teenagers. Yes, even, absolutely. Even the sarcasm. Oh, he's cool. He's being yeah. sarcastic. I don't, I don't even, even know. know. <laughs> in trying to discover if Blockbuster Entertainment is he's still, still a thing, on that, <laughs> well, their Wikipedia page down the bottom of it lists all of the film genres that Blockbuster stocked, as in the video store. Yeah, yeah. it's um, there's stuff in here, man, that I'd never heard of, like dirty stuff. Okay, so action brackets, art house, heroic bloodshed. Hong Kong action. Heroic bloodshed. That would be like, uh, what's the one, the tower one? The raid. The raid, yeah. yeah. Let's try to run through a couple, like, just how insanely specific some of these things are. You've got Mumblegore. Fuck is Mumblegore? Mumblegore like apparently a is a subgenre of independent film characterized by naturalistic acting and dialogue, low budget film production, and an emphasis on dialogue over plot. A focus on personal relationships to people in their 20s and 30s. So it's not just people killing each other mumbling at the same time. Oh, well, hang on. That says mumble core. A core? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mumble gore <laughs> links to mumble core. Okay. Mumble core must be a subset of mumble gore. Let's continue. Database cinema. Well, doesn't that sound fascinating? <laughs> anyway, I'm done. But I do, it, I do recommend anyone to just get a moment. Anyone who gets a moment, jump on here and have a look. Mexican sex comedy. There's one. Nacho Libre? Uh, no, I think that would have come under Luchador. What Machete? Uh, machete. Just has a Mexican in it. Machete's, <laughs> oh, I don't know, um, independent something or other. So everyone turns on Homer because of the hat that he's wearing. Cool concert, am I right? Yeah, nice try, Narc. Where's the Narc? Who? That fat Jamaican guy. What did I say? What's going on? Hey, we're just trying to have a good time, Narc. Why do you want to destroy us? Don't commit your hate crimes here. Hate crime! Okay, I'm heading out now. More butt support. More butt support. Go! So the Smashing Pumpkins then start playing. The other thing about this is, this would have been a great advertisement for the bands in the episode. They got to play their actual songs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know if they had to pay the royalties for that. I Given that they'd probably, agreed to actually perform. Or, but, or but, but does it get, just come as part of per, the performance itself? Yeah, but you're getting the benefits of promoting mm. your music as would've well. Been a, if they had to, it would have been an expensive episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know, actually. I don't feel like Billy Corgan would be someone that would want to charge The Simpsons for it. He seems, uh, like, a, pretty, he seems like a pretty cool guy. He's, yeah. he's strange. But he, he bragged on like, Melbourne once. Did he? Yeah. About what? I don't know. The last time he was in Melbourne, he was just a real dick about Melbourne and everyone in the crowd turned. Oh, during the show? Yeah. Oh. It's, I don't know, five years ago or something. That's... I'm getting this info secondhand, okay. <laughs> but from someone who was at the gig okay. and just went, nah, fuck Billy Corgan. Okay, <laughs> he can stay in Sydney for all I care. Yep, yep, yep. So pretty much the audience is all dancing with just no emotion on their face at all. And that's what they use in the closing credits as well. Uh, yes. Just that visual. Kind of like a way of killing five seconds of airtime. 
mm. they have to, and it's just the same thing pretty much over and yeah. over and over again. Bart mentions that making teenagers depressed is like shooting fish in a barrel, mm-hmm. which is so true. Mm-hmm. Most teenagers, anyway. Were you an angsty teenager? I had a period. I, think, I guess we all go through them, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Like there was a, there was a time that well, I. What made you angsty though? What what made what pissed you off? Oh no! I mean, when I was a sort of sixteen through to nineteen, there was like genuine sort of depression battles. Okay. Um. So I I would say it probably crossed a bit bit further than just angst. I'd believe me if between the ages of twenty and twenty two. Yeah. Right. Um. I was kind of fortunate that it never manifested in any sort of physical sense. It was yeah. just a really. It would just come from nowhere. I'd be like either really, really happy or just fucked and yeah. not want to get out of bed type thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's remarkably common, way more common than I think anyone realizes because even today it's still got a bit of a stigma about it and there'd still be a lot of people that don't address it or don't talk about it. I was lucky that I had some people around me who recognized it and helped. I had a little bit. I think it was acne tablets. I think it's called Ritalin. Is that yeah. Oh, d- well, Ritalin's for ADD, but I- oh no. Well, there's some some anyway. tablet that you take for this, for acne. Yeah. And they've worked out that, that created a lot of depression for kids. Yeah. Actually, I think I made of mine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Homer then is upset. He's pretty much given up hope that he's going to be f- treated as a cool person by his kids. Walks off, kicks the balloon gun, gets shot in the stomach, and ruins the Peter Frampton finale. Finale, grand finale. He's just the butt of all the jokes in this episode. Yeah. This is the first of them. But discovers a superhero. Yes, he is a superhero. superpower. The manager does it anyway of the freak show. Hmm. So this, uh, the freak show parody is take on the Jim Rose circus. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because the the people who wrote the episode went to a, a little blues, I think, and that okay. they were there. Yeah. yeah. Homer then goes, and this is a great meta gag. You don't have to take the job, Homer, just because it's been offered to you. Yeah. No, the um, you have a choice. How do you figure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> explains the common sense. You, in some ways, you and I are very different people. Yes, <laughs> and it's straight. He's into it. <laughs> so funny. He's now giving up his job and he's gone on tour with Lollabalooza. The slow-mo, when we first see him get yes. into the slow-mo, that is amazing animation. It, it is. It looks bang on to the... I posted in the um, Patreon page, but if you search... Uh, frame for frame. Cannonball guy, Cannonball somebody Frank Cannonball other. Richards. Frank Cannonball Richards, dude from like the 20s or 30s. Opening intro of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Hopping a cannonball <laughs> to the gut. Yeah. And... At close range, like Taking he's like a about champion, a foot away. Yeah, love that the helmet and the goggles as well. Yeah, <laughs> in case it, in, what, in case it fires high. Yes, yeah. I guess it could bounce off his gut and up into his head. Imagine what you have to go through mentally to stand in front of a cannon. Oh, peyote, I would imagine. Oh. Like you, you, you couldn't do that sober. Oh, what's worse? I guess getting shot is worse. How do you build up to that? I know. Like, at what point do you feel comfortable that I've got a cannon? I can handle a cannon. Those things sink ships. <laughs> they knock over castles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cannons. Medieval empires rose and fall on the back of cannons. <laughs> Imagine that dude in the days of Troy when the, the just like, stands there. they're laying the siege <laughs> and he just walks out the front of the gate like boom, boom, <laughs> woof. Just ha, ha, ha. <laughs> He's like the guy who stands in front of the tank. You know when they had those like, protests? Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tank drives into him and collapses yes. into itself. It's like the crumple zone of the tank gets destroyed. <laughs> so, as we said, Homer's on tour. We get the, the the great shot there. The crowd absolutely loves Homer. He's a, the new attraction. It's kind of like Dancing Homer. Mm. He's the flavor of the month. Billy Corgan introduces himself, and we get the classic gag. Hey, Cannonball. I like your statement. When life takes a cheap shot at you, you stand your ground. Billy Corgan, smashing pumpkins. Homer Simpson, smiling politely. I love... 
how the world is a natural fit for Homer. The oh, world of a touring perfect musician. Yes. Like, you know, where you have him skiing on the back, from the back of the bus. How great on, is that shot? Um, frying pans. He just fantastic. embraces that lifestyle. Yeah. And they embrace him. Yeah. It's a place where he fits in. Seeing Cypress Hill just go, woo! Yeah. Back back. <laughs> he does legitimately find his cool. I, yeah. uh, I might be skipping ahead, but I really loved the joke of the uh, Cleveland slash Cincinnati. And they come back. And the, yeah. <laughs> it's the fork on the road and the buzz is like, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Turn around. Yeah, yeah. Then we get Homer. He notices the stomach grumble. Mm. And what do they do? Because he looks after all of these freaks. He sends him to a vet. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice the animation on Homer coming off the stage before the vet? The, the How he's jumping. F- yeah, his feet didn't, didn't move. Um, I'm, is that still vibrating from the cannon? Is that what they're going for I, there? I think that's just he's a cool way of getting off stage. Really? It, it seems odd. I know. I've always thought it, it was really odd. stood out. Yeah. Because I don't know how you would actually do that. I just thought it was sort of like his own Angus Young style. <laughs> Doing the little half yeah. leg kick. <laughs> yeah. But it is very odd. Just to see him do it for it, for what I feel is a random reason. Yeah. Just getting off stage differently. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so back at the vet. I, I love that his stomach is so sensitive. It even comes down to, if you're laying in a hammock, please rest your beer on your head or your genitals. Or your genitals. The next gag here is what the writers consider one of the worst in the show's history. They absolutely despise it. The Rover Hendrix gag. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a bit of a nothing joke. Yeah. They just they really hate it. Yeah. One of their least favorite. It's not like it's a, necessarily a bad joke. It's just a thing that could have been anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We come back and Bart is asking Homer a lot of questions, which he doesn't quite know why until he looks at the piece of paper and it's because he's writing an essay about people he admires the most and his father is the one. He's won him over. He, this is where Homer realises it. Then they go to eat the pie and he can't even eat pie anymore. Yeah. And now it really kicks in. Now he really starts panicking. If I can't eat pie, I need to do something about this. The family <laughs> then arrive to Hullabalooza and they get in the backstage access. When was the last time Marge got it? It was the Christmas pageant or something when Bart wet his pants or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. something along those lines. We get back and then we get the London Symphony Orchestra. Hello, bands. Who is playing with the London Symphony Orchestra? Come on, people. Somebody order the London Symphony Orchestra. Possibly while high. Cypress Hill, I'm looking in your direction. Hey, man, did we order an orchestra? What's up with this orchestra, man? Where'd the orchestra come from? I, I don't know, man. Didn't tell me about this, man. We got to do something. Oh, yeah, yeah, we think we did. Uh, do you know Insane in the Brain? We mostly know classical, but we could give it a shot. That sounds really good. It does. I like it when an orchestra or anything classical plays rock versions of songs. It's very cool. Then we get Peter Frampton playing live. I now know why I never listened to him. Because it's, it's weird. Oh, I was pretty it's forgettable. I didn't listen to a lot. <laughs> the guitar was really speaking to Jimbo, though. Yes. And Otto. His shoes are really talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently is a take on the, the original beginning of 1999 by Prince. Oh, Lost, okay. I don't know. Lost on me. All right. I've never seen the film clip. Yeah. Don't so, know. Yeah. Uh, not an expert. Uh, Peter Frampton's balloon is not working. Homer's fucked it up for him. Simpson wrecks my pig, Cypress Hill steals my orchestra, and Sonic Youth's in my cooler! Get out of there, you kids! 
Aw, oh, come on, Mr. Frampton. You're not going to eat all that watermelon. Please, I'm trying to perform. Go ahead. We'll stay here and guard your cooler. Oh, 25 years I've been in this, I've never heard of how great's the visual of them when any- you actually see them with the massive watermelons? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Big enough, like four people holding yes, a wedge. Yes, yes, yes. So good. How weird was it seeing Burns there? But then you realise the reason he's there is because he owns it. Essentially, yes. He bought Ticketmaster. The hundred percent surface charge. Yes, yeah. Which is still not too far from the truth. Homer's time to perform, and he's scared for good reason. Well, yeah. He's going to die. Yes, he is going to <laughs> die. That's as good a reason like, as any. What, what, what's more important, spending the rest of my time that I have left with my family or being cool? Uh, yeah, well, hmm, being being cool. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, I'm not qual- you're the parent. I'm not qualified to answer that question properly. I think until he's old enough to fend for himself, I need to not be cool. Be, yeah, okay. Yeah. It reminded me this moment of when Homer was in the boxing ring, even though the episode hasn't happened yet. You know when Marge is trying to yeah, tell her to yeah, stop? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They're designed to hurt. Yeah. It's a good build-up. Everyone's watching in anticipation. The classic, the thing burning out like four times. Yeah. It's just over and over and over again. Homer gets out of the way. He realizes that his family's far more important, and everyone just immediately jumps off the bandwagon. Yes. Just boos him. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they came there for entertainment. Yeah. Possibly to see him die. We paid for blood. <laughs> <laughs> like I said at the beginning, I really liked that there was a genuine... Feeling of conflict, yeah, in yeah. Homer there. It um it built to a good crescendo. Cool drum roll too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then what do we have? The Smashing Pumpkins say goodbye. The bands it, essentially see the, they see the light, but what yeah. they see is not. The They're light. going to return to their legions of fans and money. Yeah. If you actually see them walking off at that point, I don't know who drew it, but they're all got different color shirts on and different color hair. Oh, strange. It's really odd. Okay. And then we uh, it ends with them in the car. The family's back in the car discussing who is and isn't cool. And what define cool? Yeah, you well, can't. No, you just you either are or you aren't. Yes, but you need to be told if you are. Yes. Otherwise, how would you know? Exactly. Yes, this is ridiculous. I I love the way Marge plays off on that. Well, I'm glad I'm not cool, which should make me cool, right? No, <laughs> like, mum. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So yeah, fantastic episode. It's one that I think if you grew up in the '90s, you like it more. It feels like it's in a time capsule. Well, the the band references definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah just the, it feels nineties. I can't imagine anyone born post ninety five would have any clue on no. who Sonic Youth or Cypress Hill or those sorts of bands were. No, not at all. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned how to say jive. How you got to sass it. That's it. I learned that a turkey is a bad person. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal is here. Ooh. Mailbag time. Mailbag time. We have roughly 10 minutes of recording time left. Let's do it. A couple mail... uh, So, two mailbags. uh, So, I'll go two questions and then one is just a story that I wanted to share that happened that I thought if I told off the top would have been too much. Is it a boring story? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. That's why I save it for the end. Um... Laura Tasker. Hey, guys. Started from the very first episode in February and just caught up last week. Wow. First of all... I'd like to thank you for not becoming assholes if you've gotten as you've gotten more popular. I'm sorry, she still listens to the show. Yeah, still listens. <laughs> Just finished. <laughs> Genuinely thought it would be completely different once uh, she'd caught up. So, um, I would like to say to everyone: the secret to not becoming an asshole is that we're not that popular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Walk down the street, shout the words four finger discount at the top of your lungs and count the number of people that know what you're talking about. You'll be both pleasantly and horrifyingly surprised. You know what upsets me? A lot of people who I come across who are friends of friends know the Facebook page but don't know we do a podcast. Oh, yeah, that pisses me off. Yeah. Or aren't as impressed. Yeah. And it'd be like, 
you know, I yeah, we we wrote a book. It got published. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that's a pretty good effort, I suppose. Cool meme though. Oh, you got one hundred ninety thousand Facebook yeah. followers. You know what else? I wrote one hundred ninety thousand fucking words yes. <laughs> that you could have read. We've spoken one hundred ninety thousand words on a podcast. Yeah, you know what I get from the Facebook followers? Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. A bunch of spam offering advertising. Yes. Oh, it's really anyway, in- increased recently, uh, hasn't it? I you don't want to buy wanna, your page. I don't want to. I love, I, I do love the the Facebook stuff. Buy the book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Uh, we should have like, a, refer a friend, uh, I don't know, August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll come up with a, a, a cooler name for it, but... If you listen to the show and you like the show, get one more person to yes. listen to the show. That'd be amazing. Second of all, thank us. Uh, she would like to thank us for keeping company during hours of travelling. Uh, as I continue reading the email, I realise that there's no actual question there, but Laura uh, does say, Dando, congrats on the new baby. Thank you. Uh, PPS, it is Laura's birthday on the 29th of July. Happy birthday for them. Happy <laughs> birthday, Laura. This is actually going to go up pretty close to the uh, 29th on the regular feed. What's that bit, this is going to hit on the 27th. Happy birthday for this Saturday, I guess. Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Yep. There we go. Happy birthday, Laura. Unless you're a patron. And happy birthday for next week. Yes. That is all it <laughs> takes to get read out on the mailbag, guys. Just have a birthday. Not, not everyone has one. Lie about your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I will read out your email. Alex Renouf or Renouf or Renoff. That is genuinely a name that could go three different ways. Yeah. Writing in from England. Huge fan of the show. If we had to change the name of Four Finger Discount, so if we had to come up with an alternate title for the podcast, uh, say Jimbo mm. Sudis for theft of his intellectual property, what do you think we would go for? All the best to both of us and good luck to Dando with his new edition. You got a lot of baby love in the yes. emails this week. Oh, Alex had his uh, second child two weeks ago and the podcast is helping with the long hours spent with the baby. Hey. Congratulations, Alex. I know how it feels now. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. It's fine being up at 2 to 6 a.m. every day. Yeah. So, it's probably a bad idea to now ask you a creative thing, yes. like, what should we name the show? <laughs> so, um, let's... I think it's going to have Simpsons in the title, just makes it better for SEO. You don't want to, but if we, we put the ad in the picture then, we just want to have a yeah, cool no, name. Let's, let's just have a cool name. Yeah. The Homer Simpson Simpsons experiment about the Simpsons talking Simpsons. What's... I'm trying to think of the... Just for SEO. Madman Moe's pressure cooker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uncle Mitch's... Mitch and Dando's startlingly long commitment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. There you go. You got a name. <laughs> What's it about? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just got to be going for ages. Uh, How many episodes we through? 150? How many have they got? 600? Cool. Something like that. You've got a uh, very special recent patron to read. Yeah, out, I so Mr. Reese Hall. We need to thank him immensely. He's just signed up as a $100 patron for the month of July. So thank you so much, Reese. And for that, you know what he gets? Not only a Skype call from Mitch and Dana, but he also gets to nominate any episode of The Simpsons for us to review or any TV show that he wants ever. Yes. Doesn't have to be Simpsons, anything he wants. Anything at all, uh, which frightens me <laughs> um, because Christ knows what he could come up with, although it's a good excuse to watch whatever the hell I want at home. Yeah. It's like, you know, Mitch, why are you watching Wild Things again? For the fifth time today. Reese told me to. I gotta, yeah, I he's paying res- me. Got to research the scenes. Exactly. Blame Mr. Hall. Call him. Yeah. Yeah. Call him on Skype. Yes. I have his details. <laughs> Last email before we wrap up the mailbag. And there is so much because there's been a couple of weeks. Like we recorded a couple in advance so you could go off and, and become a father uninterrupted. 
apologies for the delay in the patron podcast yeah, last week. Yeah, um, so the patron will we'll get you back up to being a week early. And also for patron fans, we're uh, very soon. So next week we'll, well record. They're back up, as of this, they're back up a week early. Yeah, oh, but for other things that we've yes, been doing. Yeah. So we'll be recording Futurama again yeah. next week. We'll get back into movie the guys. movie guys and all that sort of stuff as well. But obviously Dando and Mrs. Dando needed a little bit of time of the house to themselves. Yes. Also next week, we're going to draw the winner of this month's uh, Patreon prize. Yes. Which is always a fun time of the month. It is. And also shout outs as well for the yes. new patrons. So all of that is Next coming week. and more. Yes. Anyway, so Adam Nelson has been going through every single episode from the beginning due to a new job. Yesterday, he got to the episode Lisa's Substitute and had to say that we reminded him what an absolutely incredible episode it was. And the review just made the episode so much more impactful. He said that when the clip of Homer's speech at the end of the episode played, he had to try holding in tears in the middle of working. Fantastic. Uh, he feels that what we do doesn't get enough praise. We take each episode, rip it apart to its very core, and show the audience why The Simpson is as great a show as I and many other people remember it as. Thanks for the entertainment. Love every minute. And the off-topic chats from the early episodes were fantastic. So, if you're out there and you've maybe joined the show relatively recently... Go back and find the old episodes. I mean, you just scroll, scroll through your search engine far enough in the iTunes or whatever podcast app you are using or head to podbean.com forward slash fourfingerdiscount. Fourfingerdiscount.podbean.com. There we go. That'll work. The second one, not the first one. Yes. yes. Uh, and you'll be able to... You'll be at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. You'll be able to go back through and listen to the entire archive yes. of episodes. Now, my Over quick, 170 episodes. My quick story, I recently was hosting a Simpsons... Trivia. Trivia night How did at the go? Workers' Club in Geelong. Went well. Yeah. yeah good crowd. Um, Hope you didn't do this on the night. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to think. Like, it was a really uneventful thing. Like, it just, I got there, I ran it, it went, it worked, people won prizes, and then I went home. Uh, that was pretty much the extent of it. But I was chatting with an Irish guy at the end of it. Because I was walking through, I see this girl, and it, yeah, I had that moment of like, oh, I know you from a place in a previous time, but I cannot remember where I know or you know how. me, and I don't want to talk to you until I can figure it out. Pretty much. <laughs> and then I was, one of my friends was there at Nacho, and I was like, mate, do you know her? Because if you know her, that'll help me narrow down how I know her. Unfortunately, he didn't, and all that that did was mean, okay, so I can cross off this small subset of the community. <laughs> But that still leaves like 99% of my life that I might know her from. Turns out she was a barista that I used to go see daily uh, when I walked around the, worked around the corner. That's okay. all beside the point. But this is how I came to talk to the Irish guy. He's from Dublin. He'd been in Australia for eight months. And of all of the Irish things, like, you know, your typical Irish is like, diddly dear potatoes, that he hit me. And you know how, like, if you're from New Zealand, every accent has a word, like words that you say or don't say. And when you're in another country, they're like, say this. Like, for Australia. Chips. Yeah. New Zealand. Fortune chops. Uh, or, I don't know, America. Hate crime. Or whatever it might be that you just think is so quintessentially that. Uh, Boston. Boston. Say sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, Trash. This, this guy was saying about how he's at the bar. This is like the most Irish thing I've ever heard. He tried to order cider. But, and I didn't know that this would even happen. In his thick Dublin Irish accent, he's like, tried to order, order cider. And got two soda waters. And he explained that to me. I was like, how does that happen? Yeah. But then he's gone, because when I said it properly, it sounds like this. Can I have two sodas, please? And he's like, back home, we don't have this issue. We just have bulmers. So you don't say cider. Yeah. You just say, I have a bulmers. Um, he's like, can I have two sodas, please? And then two. So he turns around, he's chatting with his mate, turns back, two soda waters on the bench. And this is the bit that I love. The most Irish response ever. 
Right. Put some vodka in that and I'll drink it, but I'm not fucking happy. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Dealt with the problem with more alcohol. Yes, that's great. I'm sure we can say Bournemouth here if we want to, though. Yeah, but because in Ireland he said they only have That's all they have, okay. Where, so here, That surprises me. Yeah, like if you're at a place and it's only got five seeds, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So because there's more variety of cider. That surprises me that Ireland would only have one type of cider. Or maybe just predominantly where he was. It's like the the more go-to drink. Alrighty, well, thanks for listening to our review of Homer Palooza. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week's the season finale, Mitch, of season seven. It is. Seven seasons of the it's show. Exciting. Uh, summer at four foot two. Great episode. I'm really looking forward and to. One of your favourite endings. Sweet, merciful crap. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Alrighty, so I have to head off and change some nappies. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? I'm going to go home and not do that. <laughs> Shh.